do, I'm going to do a Google for that. Yeah, um, I'm sure there's something. So, uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, friends, and neighbors, uh, and those of other genders who I have not specified at this moment. You said neighbors. I, neighbors works. Of course. <laughs> and aliens from other planets. Yeah. Um, aliens from overlords. Uh, welcome to... Uh, Episode 58, 58 yeah. of the Semi-Bookish Podcast. Uh, we have changed locations because I'm pretty sure at least Grant or Tony or me is going to be... <laughs> packing going, up along. <laughs> packing up along or picking up one of the chairs and throwing it at each other for this uh, specific episode of the podcast. It's only because I'm sitting in close proximity to the American flag, which uh, <laughs> I may or may not have feelings That was about. not my fault. That was already no, here when I walked in the room. I'm kidding. Um, not that much of an anti So before I get into the rules and what we're actually doing today, Tony, what are you reading? I am still reading He Who Fights With Monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so good. Has he become one yet? Uh, no. I don't know that he will, but there are like seven or eight books and they're all like 800 pages. Dude, so he could, he could. It's possible, I okay. assume. But um, yeah, at this point, it's just, it keeps getting better. Um, my favorite moment so far, and this is not really spoilery, because it's not really the kind of they book say this and then I'm gonna be like this is spoiler there's there's not really a way to spoil at least not this book that I could tell because um, it's not that kind of book um, unless I get to the end and I find out very wrongly that there's a way to spoil this book but anyway no there's a scene there's a conversation between the main character who is a pretty staunch atheist mm-hmm. and by pretty staunch I mean he's a staunch atheist um, and he's in a world where gods aren't only just real to people but gods like walk around and show themselves to people frequently like, this is a frequent occurrence like there's a scene where someone's talking about like oh yeah so and so uh hero showed himself the other day and they're like yeah he does that all the time it's just like it's that common um and i think it was even in god's square or something that's what they called it anyway but but um this character is introduced to and has a conversation with the god of the goddess of knowledge mm-hmm. um, and it is one of the most well-written scenes that like I don't know that anyone I know of regardless of gift or talent or fame could write that scene better it, that's how I mean it was really masterfully done because you have this 23 year old staunch atheist having a full-blown conversation with someone who has yet to prove that she's a god. Right. And so that setup alone was just like, I was like, uh, how's this gonna go? How's this gonna go? Why is the author doing this? He could have quit in this entire book without any of this. And I'm like, okay, all right. Let's but, just but he see. Pulled it off. He pulled it off and it doesn't, like the plot doesn't hinge on it. That's what makes it so fascinating is that so many people would have had the plot hinge on that conversation. Mm-hmm. He does not do that. It's just, it's a part of understanding this world um, and the world understanding this character. It's really, really fascinating. And then you move on and do other things. So it's a great, it's a great book. I love it. Um, and then I will also be sometime this weekend start a reread of Aragon because new book Murtaugh is coming out in November. Yay! 
and Murtag is my favorite character, so I need to reacquaint myself with the whole series. And it, I haven't reread this one yet. I've reread all of I've reread the first two books a few times because mm-hmm. um, when I first read Aragon, I read it like six times in six days because I couldn't stop reading it, and then. And plus, Eldest wasn't out yet. So I feel I that like, on a eh. personal level. Yeah, and I've reread Eldest is my favorite of the four still, and mm-hmm. I've reread that one quite a few times. Um, but the other two are one really big, and it was enough to get through them the first time. They're great, but they're big books, and I had all that anticipation built up. So this time, I'm like, all right, I want to read the whole thing as like a set, see what I get from them, and then, of course, prepare for book five because it's coming. So you know, there's that. That's what I'm reading. Grant, what are you reading? Lord Ish. Uh, um, I am. I'm currently reading two things. Oh, uh, two things. Two things. One fiction, one nonfiction. Okay. So, fiction-wise, I'm reading *Light in August* by William Faulkner. Oh. I got, I got pulled back into the Faulknerverse. Okay. It's the expanded Faulknerverse. The expanded Faulknerverse. Yes. That's how far are you into it? I'm almost done with it. Oh, um, and it's yeah, uh, it, 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 it is very good. Is it okay? No, right. it's it's, nice. it's Faulkner. I mean, yeah. he's kind of becoming one of my favorite nice. artists in general. Ooh, nice. Um, okay. But uh, I mean, it's Faulkner. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's That's... it's not like an unpopular opinion to have. But well, it's, it's it depends true. on who you ask. But, okay. All but, right. I mean, yes, you're right. In the literary canon, he's not someone that it's ever a surprise when someone says, oh, yeah, by the way, he is actually that good. Like, it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And no, no, just each time I start a new one of his books, I'm just kind of amazed. Like, Mm -hmm. when you look at the time period that it came out and how forward thinking it is, like structurally and everything. Yeah. Like, like this one's very loose. Um, It's it's almost like uh, you're listening to... I don't know you jump from character to character, not necessarily like a, a uh, oh, what 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 do you, what do I, what do I want to call it? Like I don't know, but like it's not it, necessarily it, stream of consciousness. No, there's def there's definitely there's stream of consciousness, of okay. but um, you uh, I don't know what am I saying? <laughs> no, you're you, talking you, about the Is it like yeah. is it omniscient narrative kind of where you're like yeah, for the most part, in and yeah. out of people's heads at will? Yeah, I, I guess okay. what I'm trying to say is there's a natural flow. Like it's not yeah. it's not completely unstructured, but um, it just uh, it makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, um, that's that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so what I'm reading fiction-wise, nonfiction. I'm reading. Um, Dungeons and Desktops, the history of computer role-playing games. Oh. Um, okay. You have both of us interested. <laughs> yeah, I know that's that, yeah. A because I I'm just interested in it, and B because I'm I'm not I haven't started writing it yet, but I'm kind of plotting out an idea for something that involves the creation of like an old old. Old, 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 old style, you know, computer like RPG. Type. Oh, oh, like a computer. Yeah, yes, like yes. An, like an old dungeon crawler or something like, like, you, yeah. like, like Ultima or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna be like, like so King's Quest. So is it like, 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 like King's Quest? Like King's a little Quest. story yes. that involves something like that, or it inv- what? What do you mean? Like, is it like the thing that you're writing? Is it a story that involves something like that, or like how's the mechanic working? Well, it in without telling too much. No, I mean <laughs> at, at the moment, I mean one of the characters is c- creating. Oh, I see. Um, so it, it's either going to be like late '90s, early 2000s. You know, that was like in late vogue 90s. when <laughs> computer RPGs first started coming out. Alongside that, there were all of these. Barbara Hamley wrote one. There were all these authors writing like 1980 in the 1980s or early 90s. There were all these fantasy authors writing. 
basically portal fantasies, but using computers so and everything we understood everyone about. everyone into a different universe. Yes, but oh, using computers yeah. to do so. And most of the time, it was either they were using a computer RPG or computer RPGs became would springboard from those ideas. Mm-hmm. It was a whole vogue that didn't fly very well, because if you read the back cover for some of those, you're like... <laughs> Yeah. This is just weird. I mean, Wizard does magic, but isn't really doing magic. He's just doing. Com- he's a computer technician. What? <laughs> it, it, it did lead to one of the greatest book covers of all time, which is uh, a Barbara Ham- Barbara Hambley one. We used to have it. Upstairs. This is the Darkover book. It, yeah, it's, more, it's, just, it's just a wizard sitting at a nineties <laughs> computer. It's, it's it's awful, but it's beautiful. It's so terrible. Yeah, I know. But it also led to Dan- one of Diana Wynne Jones's, you know, less known, but. I started reading it and I thought it was fantastic, but I still was like, I mean, I haven't finished it, but it was one of those weird things of like, this wizard clearly works at a computer firm, mm-hmm. but is talking about it as if he's talking about spells. And then he goes to like an old school witch, like one of those, like, she's like, I live out in the forest. She types. like, yes, and she, but like, but like, think like 90s British lady. Because that's the, where she's living. So, so she's, she's living like, out in the Highlands by herself. Kind of. Like, she's on the outskirts of London. Yeah. She's an old cat lady. Like, she's that kind of lady. She, like, probably has some not quite yoga mats. If Sophie mats, but, from Howl's Moving Castle lived by herself and was the actual Witch of the Waste. Yes, but then she, like, does things, like, tells the weather to behave. And you're just like... And so he comes with this complicated problem, and she's like, "Ugh, modern magic." And I'm like, <laughs> "What is happening?" So it's things like that 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 mm-hmm. makes that whole thing, genre like fun in concept. But I, my brain is just like, <laughs> I don't know how to make this work. So good luck. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and also, yeah. I feel like that book will. I mean, that should be interesting to see. I mean, I don't know. The history of anything is always interesting to me. But yeah, something yeah, like that is, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Pre-Morrowind kinds of things. Pre-Morrowind? <laughs> you know, obviously Morrowind is like the BC, AD of, you know, of video games. Morrowind's my favorite game ever, so I'm not... I'm oh, not, is it I'm really? Not, I'm not poking fun at you. Oh, that's... A, I've never played Morrowind, it's so I feel good. a little, you know... <laughs> I own it, but I haven't actually downloaded it to my computer yet. It's the one I think they need to give us a remaster for so that Please. I can play it. Definitely, yes. it. It would definitely benefit from, like, at least just gra- a graphic overhaul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're giving us Starfield this year, so I'm yeah. I'm, I'm actually... Are they? No, they actually have a... Big, Are they really? Yes, yes. They have Are a, we sure? They have a release date. It is in June or July. I saw it on YouTube the other day. I'm so, so See, excited. See, now I have to leave whatever tab I was on to figure that out, but okay. But yeah, in, in conclusion... <laughs> in, 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 in the story I'm thinking of, the yeah. game, the, crea- the, the creation of the game reflects and refracts yeah. themes that are going on that I'm inter- interested in that are going on in the rest of the story in the real world. Yeah. Um, but okay, anyways. No, no, I love Aaron. that. Yes. Yes. Oh, Aaron and I'll buy, oh, I should just say this now before Aaron gets going. You and I will soon be playing the same game again because I hope this one doesn't send me back to Kashyyyk to fight spiders again. Oh. Yeah, yeah, but, the new uh, Fallen Order. Yes. The new Fallen Order will be coming out soon. Yes. I need to pre-order my new, copy. Tomorrow. I also need to pre-order my copy, but I have to wait till I get paid first. Yeah, exactly. You need so, to play the first one. You need to play the first one. It's great. This, if you... Can we'll talk about spiders. it. We'll talk about it in May. We'll talk okay. about it in May. Yeah, we will. Um, yeah, to give us a month. To, <laughs> give us yeah, a month yeah, to just know. like do nothing else. Yeah. Um, so, what are you reading, Erin? Uh, um, I just finished you know. reading uh, *Tatami Galaxy* uh, by shoot, what's their name? 
don't ask me how to pronounce their name. Tomihiko Morimi. Okay. You did better um, with that than I would have done. It is basically, in the shortest way possible, uh, an unnamed college student has a Groundhog Day-esque adventure where uh, he figures... He's unnamed, so like we don't know his name the whole entire time. Basically, he meets this girl while he's in college, and he's basically... It's being dangled in front of him. You know, like, that State Farm commercial where the fisherman is, like, dangling the dollar over top of the lady, and she, he's mm-hmm. like, got a dollar, got a... It's like that. Like, mm-hmm. he keeps going for it, and then it just keeps not happening. Hmm. And so every single time he gets to the end, and he keeps going, oh, this sucks. I, like, really wish I could have, like, dated this girl, da 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 And then he gets sent back three years to do it all over again. And so he just keeps getting groundhog day right then and there, and it's hilarious, but okay. it's it's a dark comedy. Sure. And yeah. then uh, also by the time this podcast episode comes out, or by the end of today that we are recording, I will be taking a break from my Hogwarts game because I'm playing that right now. Yes, and? But uh, also Sims 4 is coming out with a new expansion pack, so I had to take a break so oh, I could play that. Got it. I was but like, wait, I'm, what is interrupting this? <laughs> yeah, what, what number exp- expansion pack is this? Uh, don't like, even okay. ask. I don't know. <laughs> I've spent so much money and time. <laughs> I have over 7,900 hours dedicated to this game, and I've owned it since 2017. So please what? do that math for there you. There you go. Um, but I am also playing the Hogwarts game. It's okay. Okay. I was wondering. Um, I was like, how is that going? Because I just kind of mid. There I, are a lot of yeah. spiders. No offense. No, 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 no. That keeps me from buying a game that there, I probably wouldn't like very much. There anymore. are spiders. There are definitely a lot of them because Oof. you are in the Forbidden Forest for at least like a good like. You get to like the third main quest, and then all of a sudden they send you into the Forbidden Forest, and guess what's there? You go into the Spider Cave. Oh, well, yes, the Acromancer. And so you're yeah. stuck in there, and what, um, what's the name of the head spider or the the Aragog? Aragog. Aragog. He's yeah. not even in he's it. Not, he's not. He's not. He's not. Oh yeah, this this would be no. Before, this game is set in yeah, the 1800s. Although he will make an appearance in the Fantastic Beast movies, yes. as will Hagrid and all the others, because we're going um, to the I Chamber thought those of Secrets. Were over. Wait, no, I thought those were done. Oh no, no, there's two more. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But for your timeline information, the game is set by the time your character, who is a fifth year, starts their seventh year, Dumbledore will be starting his first year at Hogwarts. As a student? Yeah. Wow. So if That's that gives you any type of idea on the timeline of where you can go, it's a pretty interesting game. I'm not really too interested in the whole your your character has an ancient magic that only they can utilize, and it's so ancient that only this one professor way back when um, has it, and he's kept it a secret all this time. And then you are also squashing a random goblin. I'm going to spoil this game for everyone who's at home. Um who uh, you have to squash a random goblin rebellion who's actually being controlled by one of the evil dark wizards at the I time. Mean, there were there was a goblin rebellion. Yeah, but like it's actually being controlled by the dark wizard who's actually controlling the goblin to make the whole entire rebellion happen. And you That's get to decide whether or not you release a whole entire ancient magic or you take it for yourself and you become evil. And none of your choices in this game matter until the very last choice you make. And that's it. Uh, 
Okay. Granted, I do really love the fact that one of uh, Voldemort's uh, uncles is in the game, and he's completely blind. Oh, that's interesting. He's blind, and the only way he gets around this whole entire castle is he uses his wand as like a like a sonar, like echolocator, like yeah. a bat. And it sends, like, you can watch him walk around, and it's really adorably hilarious. Because he is, like, a main plot point for one of the ki- for, for one of the storylines in this game. So, like, he is pretty much a big character. Mm-hmm. But, like, you watch him walk around, and you just see, like, a light coming from his wand. And you see, like, the uh, sonar just going out, and that's how he knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how he goes through potions class, but he's in the class with you, too. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't understand how you know where the cauldron is. But here we are. Interesting. That's kind of what we're doing. Okay. And that's our preface into uh, the fun part of the episode. Yes. If you should do so, please be the bell. Thank you. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. So what is the episode theme so that people aren't confused? So it's March. Yeah. It's March. (laughs) And, you know, uh... I don't think the three of us are really all of that into sports. No. But uh, there's this thing that happens what in is March. sports? I don't understand the There's concept. this thing that happens in March where these people play basketball and somehow they get put into a bracket and everyone's really obsessed with, uh, you know... March Madness. March Madness and deciding who's going to be the one to win. So they make these, like, betting brackets and things like that. And I thought it'd be fun if we did that, but, like, with fictional characters. And so Much uh, more fun that way. But please welcome to the first annual patent pending um fictional character unaliving matchups (laughs) (laughs) where we pick out two characters and we have to decide who wins these are completely random yeah these are completely random um if you can't understand yet i have them sitting in a box how is this gonna work all right so oh okay 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 (laughs) so i the way i think it's gonna go is we're there's gonna be we're gonna it, it, there's going to be two people that each person has a character and they're going to have to argue for that character. Okay. And, and then, then one person is the referee slash judge. And, and then, I get to choose. A, whoever the judge is at the very end gets to choose. And it alternates. Okay. It's an alternating judge. So like, All right. it, it'll be Aaron and you own point. You know, so, right. so at okay. this point, right, that works. Um, I don't, I, I, who wants to go first and be the judge? You. You're you have the box. box. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. So. What's in the box? <laughs> I don't know who's which, and if you need help asking what a character is, please let me know. And I also have a few uh, extra fun ones in here, <laughs> which I haven't told anyone about yet. Okay. Are you ready? Are you ready? This one is yours. I don't know who it is. If we need to trade characters, okay. we, we right. can do that. That's and that fine. one's yours. I don't know who it is. All right. So, who do you have? Tony? <laughs> I have Pony Boy from the Outsiders. <laughs> okay. All right. Who I know nothing about. And I have Buffy the Vampire Slayer, who I know very little about. All right, this is going to be short. Yeah. Go. (laughs) All right. So Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Vampire Slayer. She has supernatural knowledge. This helps her 0% in this battle because she's fighting a child. However, (laughs) I would say that her sheer age and her knowledge of anti-vampire weaponry and techniques would Mm -hmm. still aid her in combat with a human child. That's true. And even though Pony Boy has is a an outsider. That's true. Um, <laughs> yes, but has she has stakes. Okay. Like literal made of, made stakes. Of, made of wood? I mean, but she knows where to put them. 
So I mean, I haven't seen very much of the show. Like how, how I've seen enough of the show, to, and I know how these kinds of shows go. Mm-hmm. To know that anyone who kills vampires, even accidentally, in a high school, is going to go pretty toe to toe with any gangster from a '60s high school. So okay. Pony Boy's losing this one, in my. You're estimation. supposed to be arguing. For You're that. I can't. I, can't, I cannot argue for Pony Boy. There's no. There's no argument in which he wins against Buffy the Vampire Slayer. All right, Pony Boy tries to stay golden, but it, it, I. I mean, I'm not the judge. But. Pony Boy tries to stay golden, but the water ends up running a little bit too red for his taste, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer actually wins this round. Okay. Ding ding. All right. Sorry. Please don't actually ring the bell. <laughs> Aww. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> you ruined the fun. Well, next, Go ahead. next, next one I'll do it. Next one I'll do it. Right. Wait, so are we rotating right or left? It doesn't matter. It matters. I'll be the, uh, right. the one has to be the judge. Be the judge this time? Yeah. Okay, so, so I please know. the box. Okay, mm-hmm. I was going to be like, I'm not looking at it, but. <laughs> okay. Here you go, Aaron. That way we know who stuck. I mean, <laughs> Here you go, Tom. Oh, God. Who I do don't you like have? that laugh. <laughs> who do you have? I have a wild card. So does that mean I can just pull in whoever? Yeah. Is this before or after I find out who you no, have? No, after. Can you pull in God? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how well this will work. But okay. <laughs> who is your character? Or should I say, say my wild card Say your wild card, card first. first. Oh, God. But if All right, same, you know what? So but my if it's wild the same card, character as mine, I will like My it. wild card is going to be Saphira, which is Aragon's dragon. Mm. Superman. <laughs> Fight! Oh, actually, nope, you know what? Saphira wins. You know why? Because the one thing that Superman is impervious to is magic, and Saphira is magic AF. Because in her, so it, uh, like, he cannot fight magic. So the one thing he's not impervious to is magic. Um, but she's a dragon, so she'd have a physical form. So can't he just... she's? But she's magic personified because in Aragon's world, magic comes from the dragons. Even the elves don't know magic except that the dragons had it first. Okay, but what if he could pick up a rock and throw it? Technically, he'd be able to fight the dragon. I mean, just because he physically cannot touch the dragon does not mean he cannot pick up a that building d- that d- and throw it at the dragon. I mean, that's. Fair. Like, he can pick up things so he and could throw it. battle the dragon. Yes. That's fair. But if she starts, like... And they can both have a flying race. And do we know, like, if it... That's true. Like, what if he ends up, like, outflying her? And by outflying, I just mean outmaneuvering because he's so tiny and can outfly her. And he can pick up something and toss it at her. But this is a being that is accustomed to battling in the air. I'm not so? that Superman isn't, but like, how many beings fly like Superman on Earth? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Whereas but she still. lives in a world in which this is normal. But still, <laughs> so he—I'm not saying he wouldn't give a fair fight. And I don't know. Does she still? Does she have a rider with her? Because if she has a rider with her, he's screwed. Because the rider just performs magic. And I think it's just the dragon to remain fair. Oh, that's rude. I'm a. Okay, fine. You're you, the judge. You didn't say Saphira and rider. You're right. So. I, yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. I intentionally didn't do that. Oh, oh right. so, so you're saying it's time to judge? Yeah, I think you. All yeah, right. So yeah, I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. My heart tells me Superman. <laughs> I feel that that Tony put up a slightly, slightly more concrete argument for it. Hey, okay. So, so Safira wins. Safira wins. Oh, okay. Wow. Whoever that... hears that, please send your flames over to Grant. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
We just, we just broke Andy, by the way. Just so that you know. My home address. If, if, he's, if he's listening, we just killed him because we put, you know, Superman up against a favorite. Oh, yeah. Because he likes yeah. both properties. So. Sorry, Andy. Oh, that's fine. He'll be all right. Okay. I mean, here his, lies Andy. Yeah. <laughs> in his mind, I'm pretty sure Superman um, wins, which is 1980 something to 2023. 1980 something. <laughs> 83, I think it was. You act like I remember. I think that's when he was. All right. Oh, God. No. All right. Who'd you get? My character is Xena, warrior princess. Oh, God. Okay. And? Aaron. Please tell me I that forgot I gave my I forgot I gave myself this caveat, so I have Robin. But I I literally gave myself a, a free card and said, pick one. Oh, <laughs> God. This is not going to be fair. So you get to pick? You do okay. get to pick one. Right. Robin versus right. who again? Xena uh, Warrior, Warrior Princess. Warrior Princess. All right, I'm going to let you choose. Who you, I, which I, Robin? I, um, I don't know if I want to go comic first or Gotham Knights first. I feel like my answer differs depending on who it's going to be. Doesn't matter to me. Amalgamated Whichever Robin. one you choose, probably. you got to be able to battle Xena with it. She's pretty strong, huh? From what I remember. I would have... So I feel like I should put Jason in this for giggles, but... <laughs> Inch? Um, I want to hear this. All right. So Jason, I'm going to lose. Mario. So Jason Todd versus Xena Warrior Princess? No, I right. want to hear this. Because I right. was also going, uh, listen, my half and half was with that or Damien. Uh, but I'll explain. Pick one. I don't care We're which one you choose. We're going with Jason at this point because he's strong. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. But also knows Crowbar because Crowbar. Um, I don't have an argument. I promise. All right. You so, don't have a defense I, against Xena? So, Come on. So, well, the last time I remember about Xena is when she's really strong. Doesn't she have like a sword? She does have a sword. I imagine her like a female version of Conan almost. No, that's yeah. Exactly no, so okay. like if she's fighting against Jason, like depending on if he has the gun or the crowbar at this point, it depends on how well this fight's going to play out. Yeah. And I, if well, has, if it's Robin, Jason, Todd, he there are no guns because he's Batman's protege. Yeah, so if he has the thing, then we can go full, like, sword fight here. I would definitely say that Xena has the benefit of sheer brute force. That's and fair. And combat experience. However, that's fair. as far as technology goes, I would definitely say. I would, yeah, technology-wise, like I feel like Jason Todd would win because he has that technology. However, does anybody know if Xena knows magic or has magical abilities? Because I don't I know. I know that she <clears throat> fights I feel like in a world where there's magic. I don't yeah, think she Yeah, I don't think she does because I feel like she really de- gen- generally... Uh, okay, I'm going to look up Xena Warrior Princess Magic Sword, question mark. Yeah, she might have a magic sword. I'm just going to drop this into the chat as a... Yes, ba- as a, she has telekinesis and energy production, projection. Okay. I'm going to just drop this into the chat to remind you the world that Jason Todd is used to fighting in. He has to go up against the League of Shadows. Well, bias much. Hmm, That's all I'm going to say. Okay. There's no bias there. I I'm would say, okay. saying that Xena yeah. and Jason may have more enemies in common. So telekinesis, he's, th- he's throwing a, a, a Robin egg at him. I don't know what Robin does. <laughs> And and, <laughs> and she uh physical egg in his hand and Zena and Zena can so uh, you you know she can just she can just move it out of the way yeah, and so like, if he manages to get yeah. close enough she's got the sword come on she yeah but he also has do. the luxury of having Batman technology that's true and but... he fights against the League of Shadows which I mean if you I, you're, really you're, go you're thinking of... Zena doesn't fight against some evil evil people. Hey, I'm just saying. I'm just That's saying, why I threw it in the chat. I'm like, just yeah. let you guys go. You guys keep going. Yeah, but they go with that. And if we go with that, because both of them fight with them, they both have like abilities where they can fight those kind of people in general. So 
<laughs> okay, yeah. All right, I'm going to call this one and call it equal. Okay. Is, is, how does that work? Though? That means it's a tie. Which 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 Robin would you put up against Cena? Damien, because he would have wiped him. He would have killed him. Like, that was okay. my other choice, and I was like, is he, yeah. if I go with Damien, is it too OP? And so I decided to I not think go with, too OP? I think with Dick and Jason, you have a fair fight. Yeah. But with Damien, Damien If it was Tim, been, then I think Xena would win. No offense to Tim. I love Tim. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Damien was trained by the League of Shadows and, and could Damien, climb a mountain range at the age of four. And wasn't when Damien was introduced just literally tried to unalive all of his siblings? Yeah. Kids. So, I mean, like... Yeah. So, Xena couldn't stand against Damien, but Jason, I think, could. And you both argued, you know, relatively well. And... Also, I like Xena, so I wasn't going to make her lose too much. <laughs> there's, there's my bias there. Now, Xena versus Conan, that would be an interesting Because if she has magic powers, Ooh. Conan does not, as far as I know. I guess it depends on which version of Conan you're going with, mm-hmm. which I don't know enough about Conan to really I, I don't really go there. Yeah. And I don't else. recall too much about Xena. I Dina. hate myself for... Uh... Okay. Oh, did you look? No. Oh. All right. Okay, I can I can go with this. <laughs> so who did you get? I have Azula. I have Deadpool. <laughs> Azula's roasting Deadpool. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> so here's the Deadpool. question: How does Deadpool do against fire? What? How does Deadpool do against fire? Uh, it scarred him forever. However, mm-hmm. he is infinitely rege- regenerating. He re- re- he's like similar to Wolverine. He regenerates after damage. Oh, that's true. He does. He he's does. a mark with the mouth. Is he, he technically has... like a, a mortal? To the, to whatever point Wolverine is, probably. How I would ruthless imagine. is Deadpool? How ruthless? Uh, more so in the comics, <laughs> I would imagine. I, I haven't, would I haven't so. gone I deep. To, what? I wouldn't really know. No. Okay, I mean, he is he is a mercenary, so he, he definitely has. He, he's on the darker end of Marvel heroes. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah So and he yeah. has experience with multiple types of weapons, uh, katanas, obviously. Um, you know, overall, he's just uh, almost unkillable uh, superhero. So, uh, yeah, yes, Aaron, Aaron, please I go ahead. But I want to Oh, I mean, Tony, Tony. I yeah. Azula, Tony's I think Azula, argument for this. Oh, this is tough because I, Azula, the, the thing about Azula is that she's ruthless mm-hmm. um, and will stop at nothing. So if there's a mark on Deadpool's head, particularly from her father, um, if he's any kind of threat to the Fire Nation or if she's just having a bad day. <laughs> she's just having a bad she's day. She's just gonna <laughs> go. She yeah. yeah, she's just gonna go toe to toe with him for as long as it takes to wreck his shit. And she cheats. Okay. Like she just doesn't care. I I I, I don't think Deadpool plays by the rules. I yeah. So that would I be mean, it. Would be a it would be a strong. There, it's an interesting matchup. Yeah. I mean, uh, two renegades, both with. Uh, I, I would say as far as like like power wise, Azula has. Yeah. More powerful, like offensive, like innate powers I just with firebending. What, however, because there is something that happens to the skeleton. She can't grow with back her lightning head, power. <laughs> That's true. She can't grow back. That that see, there's where Deadpool has an unfair <laughs> advantage because it's like there is something that happens to the ordinary human skeleton when it's fried by lightning. Mm-hmm. So if she just roasts him, if his skeleton can regenerate quickly enough. Then she is, it's a losing fight. But if it can't, she would just throw the full force of the sky at him and then, you know. I, I think that's the only way. If she yeah. if she were to raise the power, if she was to utilize the power of the sun tenfold, give him cancer again, then, <laughs> then, 
and over a period of ten, maybe maybe twenty years, he would, you know, he would. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, nine, I don't know. I don't I, know if we have twenty years for this fight. The judge is just gonna have to, yeah. you know, go with this because I, I. I'm wondering I though know. if she can burn him fast enough. I just, that's that is the problem. Is but not she, like burn it fast enough, but hold it consistently enough. Well, the and there's always the question of does she, is she even able to comprehend, like knowing what she knows from her world, and him knowing what he knows from his world, is she able to comprehend his weaknesses as she's battling him? Like, is she able to determine, like, oh, every time I burn the hell out of him, he heals? That's weird. Like So I guess at this point we have to say that Deadpool wins. However, oh. don't worry, Azula will come back later. I have a special pick for that okay. one. Oh, all right. Well, that works. I have a special surprise for later. It is a very uh Tony picked uh Oh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Tony picked matchup that I have to um work with. Yeah. This Oh, no. Well, I've lost. <laughs> Yes, you have. <laughs> Who is it? Batman. Oh, <laughs> oh, mine's a Dalek from Doctor Who. Oh, God. Yeah, no. No, so, no. So, Batman, because he's Batman and he's always prepared, the second that he underst- that he hears of it's the Dalek, he's been reading the news frequently enough to understand what these beings are, or at least approximately what They're these beings robots, are. They're robots, too, because he could just like walk up behind one and go, LOL, let me just unplug yeah. it from so the So before he even goes to the fight, he's had Oracle program exactly yeah. what he needs to program. And okay. the idea is he needs to be able to drop out of the sky because Daleks are clever. That's the thing that yes. you have to realize. He has to drop out of the sky in exactly the right spot so the Dalek doesn't detect him and then inject the Dalek with a, some program written by Oracle to debug Okay, the, don't hate me. Uh, I'm calling it for Batman. All right, let's, 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 let's keep this moving. We'll, 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 fit, we'll fit in some different ones. Oh, but I like Daleks. Daleks are cool, but unfortunately we knew where that was headed. <laughs> I was, uh, I was. It's fair. I, I mean, knew you know. Would, I knew it would happen. But the the problem with the put... DC universe is that Batman somehow is superior to it, Batman can beat Superman in a fight, but Safira can't. So that's just there's something <laughs> wrong like my... with DC for that. I'm just saying. But my thing is, it's basically like I had to put some losers in there. No, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. But no, know, and I lost again. Daleks go against the Doctor, so I mean they're, they're pretty. Okay. Um, oh yeah. What's the fight? So, uh, this is, uh, Liz's pick. Shout out to Liz. So it's actually a book character. I don't think she's gonna win. I'm so sorry. But she's, uh, her name's Tita. She's from, like, Water for Chocolate. Oh! And it's a book, and it's basically about a girl who is, like, she's the youngest of her family. Mm -hmm. And she was basically raised on the tradition that she can't get married because she has to stay and take care of her mom. But she falls in love with this guy, and she's like, about the whole entire thing. So what a be? What a, Doesn't what she do chocolate magic? I think or baking magic or something? Does their family sure. have like a baking? I have no idea. I, haven't I read this think in a their while. family. I don't know if it's if Tita does specifically, but I think their family has like a bakery or something, and that that their secret sauce is that they there's a movie actually use magic to create their food or help enhance their food. In our match, I think she. So, have so magic. what you're so saying is she has magical yeah. powers. Yeah, yes. she has like baking magic. She better have magical powers because she is up against Pikachu. So, um, <laughs> I imagine she's going using baking magic using against Pikachu. I want, I want, I want to hear the fight. Let's go. She will probably bake some poison. 
food. And we all know that Pikachu really, really likes food because if you watch the show, uh, if you watch the anime, Pikachu is like obsessed. I did not see that coming. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pikachu is like obsessed. And there's at least like a few different moments, like especially if we go, I think it's the Mewtwo movie, where like they literally have a whole entire picnic outside to start with. And Pikachu's like obsessed with the food. And so that's when they get the letter, right? Yes. Okay, that okay is really Grant, <laughs> I want you to, I want you to, I, you got it. Okay, you have to give me your. Okay, okay, okay. okay, okay. So, so I, I admit that that um, uh, Pokemon compared with a human hu- human person probably would not a human person <laughs> probably would not have the um, intelligence to tell if something is poisoned or not. So that's definitely. A, a one up to you know her what's the character's name Tita Tita um, however um, I would say even even it, it would depend on the poison and I don't know what poisons are available to her because even if he's poisoned if he starts to realize something's wrong he's he's going into blind animal rage frothing at the mouth because these are this is an animal we're talking about a, a wild animal and he, he starts animal is Pikachu I want to know uh, an electric type animal. <laughs> And he starts zapping every I hope which you way. I realize that Pikachu is a rat. Pikachu is a rat, but he's an electric rat. It's true. And <laughs> who knows? In sheer rage, may he evolve? I don't know. I'm not writing. I'm not coming up with the rules. He may he evolve into a Raichu. I don't know. In the in the last throes of poison, if, of poison, poison madness, I he may just zap Tita. One question okay. and one question only: If, when taking damage, does Pikachu have a healing ability? Pikachu normally doesn't, no. Mm-mm. I'm sorry, Pikachu loses okay. that fight. Okay, all right. Listen, I didn't right. see that Listen, coming. I didn't, I didn't see it coming either. Here's the thing. You got to think outside. The second that you poison Pikachu and then she goes, and by the way, Pikachu has an uncontrollable love for food. I was like, well, all right. <laughs> but here's the thing. You know what you didn't do as soon as Pikachu feels threatened? Hmm. Lightning. Hello. That's what I said. He starts zapping every which way. Before Beforehand. Oh, beforehand. Well, he, uh, well, you, you see, but here's my question. But you, 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 you he, she lays out the poison beforehand, and he, so he doesn't but know he's in a fight. I guess. And he is a rat. And he is a rat. But when you fight, let's like let's say Pikachu's in the wild. <laughs> yes. Wild Pikachu at this moment. The first thing that they're gonna do is attack. They don't exactly like sit there and go, "Oh, this is a nice human. Let me go talk to them." They're like, see, "No," the, and the you way, have to wear them down to capture them. So like, the way I took it was you left was <laughs> your character left food out for it to find. I will admit that she battled that one. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it was good. Good job. Admittedly, on both sides, which is really <laughs> funny. <laughs> good job. That was so. Cool. Tita from Tita. Cho- Chocolate Book. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Liz. That was that was yep. all right. Oh, um, I don't know what's in these. And well, I got Batman, so I'm not mad. You know, I mean, at this point, uh, some of these were might have been picked by our coworkers. What the? So. Ooh, okay. I can't swear. What, um, what is it? I have to win this for somebody. So. Yes, you do. And I, I got the Slender Man, and I don't even know what the Slender Man's okay. powers are. I got Uncle Iroh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling it. <laughs> you know, listen though. If now, I ha- if the Slenderman brings in the, his proxies and everything, that's no, a little like, different. If you're the Slenderman. Slenderman has a proxy? He has multiple yes. children proxies, which is creepy, but we'll talk about that. I can't argue Slenderman. And- so Slenderman's a whole entire, like, beast in the wood. Like, he's not really a beast, but he's a guy who wears, like, he's very tall. He wears yeah. a tuxedo. Yeah. And the whole entire thing is, um, and I'm going off the game, by the way, but, yeah. like, you can go off by the actual creepypasta that he's from. Um, he uh, will follow you around in the woods he has no face by the way but he follows you around and he doesn't walk he just 
teleports to where mm-hmm. you're located. It's like a weeping angel almost. Yeah, it's like kind if, of like a, yeah. As long as you're not looking at him, he gets closer to you, right? Yeah, yeah. And so here's the thing. I feel like, I know that we're saying Uncle Ira would win, and I do agree However, with this. However, there is the the aspect that if he's in the woods in the middle of the night, and he's looking for Zuko, yeah. this might be but a little for, bit of a difficulty. You forget one core aspect to Uncle Ira, which is also why I put that down. Uncle Iroh is so in tune with the spirit world yeah, that I know. they welcome him home on their own. Yeah. So, like, Slenderman is basically. Okay, a, since you're arguing for my character, I say my, I'm Uncle Iroh. Wins. Well, he saw this. That's why I rang the bell. I was like, okay, I can't, right, I can't right. even, like, that's right, just okay. not fair. Right. <laughs> Tony? Also, I feel like Uncle Iroh and Slenderman would have just the nice, the loveliest tea. Oh, yeah. no! <laughs> Oh, okay, cool. Judges pick. Judges pick? Judges pick. Well, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to pick before I know what Tony says. Yes, you um, are. <laughs> my pick is... And if it's the um, same one as what Tony has in their hand right now, you have to pick another one. Okay. I'm going to say Captain Ahab from Moby Dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got Zuko. Ooh, uh, I think Zuko would win unless Captain Ahab, <laughs> unless Captain Ahab, because he has the harpoon. <laughs> As his weapon, and he can stand far enough away. You know what? Okay. I'm going to ju- judge judge's privilege. I'm going to change it from Ahab to the whale itself. <laughs> I think that'll make it a little more complicated. It would make it a little more complicated. I still feel like Zuko would win at this point because the whale could eat him, but Zuko could just fry him from the inside. Yeah, that's the pro- yeah, that's like, the big is problem Jonah with and the, whale? Is the big problem with Zuko and Captain Ahab is that they have they both have the exact same personality type, which is that they are undyingly tenacious and they're hunting for the same white whale. I take I take it back. Back, back, back. It's back, it's back to Captain Ahab. That makes sense. It's, it's more poetic. So yeah. here's the thing though. Like he has the harpoon thing, so okay. he's very meticulous. Yeah. But if he stands far enough away that he doesn't have to deal with the fire bending aspect of Zuko. Let's say And that he has good aim. If they are on the ocean because there are many as, as you know the fire nation this is a boat fight. The fire yeah. nation they they have they have a large uh naval power and maybe yeah. maybe they meet on the ocean. Of course. But if we're talking about boat fight, I'm sorry to Captain Ahab but Zuko wins okay. at this point All because right. he has yeah. the naval force to beat him and Captain Ahab only has one boat. And he also has fire breathing ships. Yeah. <laughs> to Uncle that's, that's to, uh, Captain Ahab's whaling vessel. Listen, oh. you were about to say the whale. Sorry. I was about to ask if we were in a Bible story. Is this Jonah and the whale? Well, I mean, okay. like, yeah. that'd be a different whale. Um, that would be a different <laughs> whale. But, okay, so so uh, Zuko wins. I mean, I feel like yeah. the whale from Pinocchio should get a fair. I see, there there are other whales that I could have gotten. All right. Wait, what? Oh, I was like, wait, what? 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 He succeeded where his sister couldn't. Thank you. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, All right. What? Oh, God. (laughs) Ooh, nice. I have Robocop. I have Tuxedo Mask from Sailor Moon. Oh! (laughs) I want to hear this. Okay, so... So Robocop, he has what little bit of humanity he has left. It's 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 so far back in his psyche that the sheer, the sheer, uh, his programming to to, to 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 secure justice and this justice, it's not the justice we know. It's the justice of a dystopian future Detroit, which <laughs> yes. is a so he is a merciless, um, mostly cyborg, uh, creation of a police state that will stop at nothing to complete his goal. 
So here's the thing. Oh. I don't think you know this about Tuxedo Mask. I, I don't. But he has psychometry. So here's the thing. He can touch. Yeah, this is a power he has, by the way. Go on. So psychometry is basically he can touch an object to know the past, present, and future of the object. Mm -hmm. So if he touches something, he can figure out, hey, uh, what's the future of me using this against RoboCop? So he knows the future of it as well? Is that why he always shows yes. up randomly right on time? He also, every fight mm -hmm. that's if he even managed to get close enough to robocop because as as we see in robocop one and two robocop has has um built-in targeting tar, you know targeting uh, uh, uh abilities and i guess it depends oh. on can you can you touch a bullet and deter or i guess but here's the thing he, he doesn't he have to touch a bullet what does he, have if to he do? goes and he touches like a random pipe that's sitting over there on the sidelines and he goes I... like yo how is my chances of using this against robocop and it says no he can go hide himself from robocop or hotman go find something else and keep touching something until he realizes oh this will win how long can he keep that up for i mean robocop can see heat signatures <laughs> through walls and but stuff you like forget that. the fact that uh <laughs> he's gotta he's gotta find something useful until <laughs> you know before robocop and then he also has he also has I don't know how well this will work on himself, but he also has psychokinesis, which means he can heal wounds mm. with touch. Okay, okay. Which is how that's, he's able to heal a lot of things. That's a good thing. I'm so uh I, I would oh, no continue. Sorry. So uh let's just say I get shot. Okay. I would the sheer amount of firepower though. I don't know the if sheer he could... amount of firepower, but I mean he's also got the rose thing going on. I mean Unfortunately, I know way too much about Tuxedo Mask and Sailor Moon to realize that Robocop isn't even one of the early Sailor Moon villains. Like, yeah. the early Sailor Moon villains could wipe the floor off Robocop. And Tuxedo Mask makes them look like child's place. So, unfortunately, I've never seen that. I'm just putting up the best argument. Yes. No, it's great. No, it was a great argument. I, and honestly, both arguments were great, so judging off of the arguments, it was almost a tie. I just happened to know okay. more about Tuxedo okay. Mask and was like, yeah, he does kind of use that techno whatever it is. It's mm -hmm. psychometry. It, it is ridiculous and It's like literally his main thing. It's literally the creator going, I want this hot dude to always be able to win. And so that's how she makes it work. Listen, which I don't think you understand. I'll, I'll accept the judge's this decision. Tuxedo Mask has plot armor, and the plot armor is, is he's too pretty to die. Yeah, no, yeah, he literally is the unkillable character, which is unfair to Robocop. Mm -hmm. That's why I called it. But yeah. both, I think Robocop both does not, does not have the looks. That's true. <laughs> or the plot advantages. I feel like I should preface this. Although I will say that Sailor Moon villain monsters are actually really fun um, and should be looked up. Oh, God. What the? Ooh, this is interesting. This could be interesting, actually, if I use this well. Um, I have Roadrunner. Oh, excellent matchup. Excellent. This matchup. is actually I have, really I have good Ed, Ed, and Eddie. <laughs> Ed, Ed, and Eddie? The cartoon matchup. <laughs> yep. I, I, oh, God, Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who wants to go first? You. Okay. I have to to be honest, when I was writing these down, I was hoping Ed, Ed, and Eddie would go up against Phineas and Ferb, but here yeah, we are. So, so normally I'd say I'd say it's a cop out to have three people. However, since they are th all three Listen, human human I, children, I literally wrote yeah, like right. three different groups in here so we could have group mm -hmm. battles, and that was one of them. So I, I feel like they have they each complete. 
the triangle of power that is Ed. <laughs> so obviously Ed's 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 the brains, Ed's the the bronze, and then with Eddie you got the uh, you know the, the the street smarts. Yes. Okay. okay. Um, I feel like Eddie would be first to first to approach. Um, who am I fighting again? The Roadrunner. The Roadrunner. He, you know, he, he tried to sell him some Acme products, obviously. <laughs> and now we know he has, you know, we you know he has a silver tongue. He's gonna at least I would say at least grant me that the Roadrunner would show up. The Roadrunner is curious. Ant's <laughs> really curious. He would show up. True. Now Ed would Ed the smart one with the hat. He would he would so you know, create some and the sort two of two D's for those who don't know. Yeah, and he the, the Roadrunner is so used to traps that don't work <laughs> that he would not be expecting an actually intelligently made trap made by Ed. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, okay. And then, okay. And, if that does not work, they bring in the you know the other Ed, uh, you know, to, fi- to physically subdue the Roadrunner. The, okay. I am Ed. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> well, before that, okay, because okay. the Roadrunner is an Acme cartoon character, a hatch would open on the bottom of the. Very cleverly, the, it trapped him. It did its job, except that there's a trap door under there. Placed because by, he's an placed Acme by who or character. what? A shadowy figure who works at Acme I, Animation. I didn't see any shadowy then, figure in, oh, the, in the, on the on the paper. I mean, <laughs> or or he's trapped, and they think they've captured the Roadrunner, but it's actually a decoy who uh, looks okay. very very I'll, similar to the. Roadrunner. I'll Road give you Runner. that because he, he and can. then they hear the distant sound of a meep meep <laughs> as Ed and Eddie feistily run after who they thought was the Roadrunner, or the real Roadrunner in question. I don't know. Yeah, That's he, just... he can surpass the sound barrier as we've seen multiple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I guess it, I it really all comes down to that initial meeting, if the trap holds, or if and then if that fails, if Ed can subdue. <laughs> or if it's the real Roadrunner at all. <laughs> or if it's the real Roadrunner. What, 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 what do you say, Aaron? Um, no offense to Ed, Ed, and Eddie, but I have to vote for Roadrunner because, okay. uh, meep, meep, and he goes fast. Okay. And it's a, Roadrunner go burr. And it's just such a cheat. It's a, such a cheating character. So for this last kind of round, besides the one that I'm... But if it was Tweety Bird, they'd, Tweety would have lost completely. No, Tweety Bird's That's not just because I hate Tweety. Um, um, but, uh, <laughs> so for this last round, besides the one that I'm going to have, I'm going to throw out there because Tony has oh, recommended like it. Right here, okay, yes. Uh, this one I'm just going to throw out, and we can all... Oh my god. And we can all um, debate this one, and okay. we'll see what we come up with. Um, so who do you think would win? Uh, MacGyver or Naruto? <laughs> Or I I, th- I thought we were good. Okay. I don't know. I picked these two out of the hat. Oh, out of the hat. I don't know either character well enough to fight that one. So have at it, and I'll judge. I would say MacGyver. Only, well, no. No, I would say Naruto. <laughs> because of supernatural powers. <laughs> because but. he's got the fox thing going on. Um, however, I was going more for the fact that they're both pranks, like, people who build things. So Naruto builds things? His whole entire shtick at the beginning of the show is he's a big, giant prankster. Oh. He pranks literally everyone for, like, a good portion of the first season. Like, that's kind of his whole entire thing. Meanwhile, you have MacGyver who can build stuff out of almost anything versus the kid who just pranks stuff for fun because he's mad at the world. Yeah, I don't know how much Naruto's pranks would hold up to, like, act, to, like, MacGyver's... Uh, MacGyver? Uh, 
MacGyver. Yes. <laughs> um, however, the, it, it's it's a question of whether his creativity and you know you know ability to create weapons, whatever you ha- what what have you, how how well that would stand up against a literal fox demon. I so. would just say that MacGyver thinks that the world of Naruto against his own and better judgment and he's always wanted to be a dad so he parents naruto an angry teenager so are you saying that he adopts and, him yes and they, be- and they become the batman robin of the shared macgyver naruto universe see that went in, that went in a different direction than i so, thought it would. Uh, so this is the last one yeah. this is the last one i promise and this is a <laughs> tony suggested one uh. i'm sorry we didn't get to pull out yours but yours will be the fun little uh, smack question at the end of the next okay. episode all right oh that could uh, be great because I'm going to insert these guys in here. And, and so in future episodes, you might see me, pull, <coughs> hear me pull out a couple random characters and we'll fight about who's better. That sounds great. Uh, right. So for this episode, it is uh, Roy Mustang from Full Metal Alchemist versus Azula. Ooh. I told you she'd come back. I, I have no experience. So Roy Mustang's power is he can just go like this. And ex- create explosions. It, like so, Doctor Manhattan and discrete almost. explosions. Yeah. Yes. He's versus Azula, who has the fire bending powers, which I feel like would be a very interesting matchup. <sighs> no offense, I feel like I would put Roy Mustang there, but like I had to think about this after having finished Full Metal Alchemist in a blaze of glory. I have the biggest crush on Roy Mustang that I've ever had on a fictional character. Mm-hmm. His name is Roy Mustang. Yeah, that is literally yes, his but name. He is so okay. First of all, I don't crush on voice actors, but God, he's hot vocally. And then they like it, as he's killing. A character. I can't spoil this for people who haven't seen it. As he's killing a character. Oh, it's Travis. His, That's like, why. His jacket like flaps open and he's got this redonkulous like chest, like anime chest thing going on that you're like, all of that fits underneath that military uniform. I don't buy it. Have you, have um, you seen JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? I haven't, but I suppose I should know That's, that anime does this. Just, yeah. Okay. So he has an anime chesticle thing going. So that's, you know. Heat plus heat equals heat. Um, but honestly, if I'm thinking fairly, the problem is is that Mustang's power is special in his world, mm-hmm. but does nothing in the world of firebenders. I think a firebending child, I think Aang, when Aang first starts using firebending, mm-hmm. could be a fair match against Colonel Mustang because he only creates fire. Firebenders mold and manipulate fire. So with Azula being incredibly masterful as she is, mm-hmm. he would throw all of these discrete explosions at her and she would just Cease. play with him the whole yes. time and be like, well, this is fun. The only thing that could be interesting, because he does have a little bit of a lightning kind of thing, mm-hmm. and she has an increased lightning ability, if they unleashed lightning abilities on each other, that could be a protracted battle. Ooh. Um, he would does have a gun, but I still don't think that that would be... Would he have the, would he have the ability to like snap an explosion inside of her? Or is that kind of like a thing where in Star Wars they could use the force to like make somebody explode but they it don't? It just depends <laughs> on like the world that they're in. Like if you're in her world, firebending doesn't work that way. Oh yeah, that's um yeah. But if you're in his world, I don't think alchemy works that way. Hmm. So I 
I don't know because that's the problem is that like if you're in his world and he's creating discrete explosions you're literally giving her her power mm-hmm. um, more than she already is able to just manipulate fire if you're in her world it's even more of a lost bet because he's just like running around creating explosions and she's just like well this is fun die like <laughs> I don't see Colonel Mustang winning that one so did honestly. you play uh, Marvel Avengers because I know you bought it. I did start playing it, and it was, you know, it's fun. Did you get to Thor in that game yet? No, I didn't get to he the part. He voices Thor. Oh. Well, Roman Mustang oh, is Thor. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. He's also, God, what character was it that I literally went, ooh, this was an intro. Uh, he's Topal, Jaro Topal in uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Oh. Oh, okay, all right. Well, there you go. So, so there's that. Uh, you, you would like Travis Willingham, who's the voice of Ronnie Mustang. He, oh. They do a D&D. There's a D&D thing called Critical Role. He's in that. Oh, yeah. So is he a voice in Le- The Legend of Vox Machina, which is the animated yeah, version I of Critical Role? Believe... I need to watch that. Wait, you do or I do? or I, I need to watch that. I need to watch that, too. It's on my list. I believe I'm he's starting the... with Arcane, though. I believe he's the... I hope it's not too jokey. Arcane? He's not the Orc, no, um, Legend of Vox Machina. Yeah. Oh, have you seen Arcane yet? No. Me neither. So I'm going to start Arcane, since we're going on tangents here. I haven't... I'm not a League of Legender or a leaguer, so I don't one, understand. The big giant guy. Oh, nice. So I don't really know what I'm walking into. I just know that I'm walking into fantasy adventure storytelling. People's, people have said it's a really Anyways. Good show. Yeah, it's, I've heard it's Before really we continue show. going oh. off on a tangent, I feel like we should end the episode here, and I think that every our next episode should be even more fun. Yeah, what is the next one? <laughs> to be honest, I don't even remember. Oh, okay. All right. We'll figure it out. Everyone else. It's the history no. of boxes. It's <laughs> true. <laughs>